Ready, ready. Three, two, one. Boys and girls, it's been a minute. Been a seriously hot minute. Been cooking up some things in the background, but we're back for the Rap 19. It's the, the duo today, the dynamic duo, DC and Dossie. Dude, how you going, mate? Good. It's the, uh, it's the 19th rap. It's not the 19th week in a row. We've missed probably four or five weeks for, for a variety of, of reasons. Um, I've been away overseas in, the, uh, in China, checking it out, doing some um, reconnaissance, renaissance, uh, <laughs> seeing, what, seeing what's up over, over that part of the world. Uh, Andos, you've had your exams on. Had my exams. I tried to record uh, a rap a, a couple of weeks ago, but had some serious technical difficulties. Mm. Um, well, if you check our Instagram story, if you if you if you're watching this on a, listening to this even on a Monday morning, you might be able to catch the Instagram story on Carnage House Productions of of a quick mic check and Andy learning the ropes. It's not as easy as uh, as as it might look, and there's, sometimes there's just a little technical difficulty which. Which just throws it throws the whole thing out and makes you feel so so bad. I got through about thirty five minutes, I would say, of a one man rap, which look probably wouldn't have been that nice to listen to. But um, oh, I think you're selling yourself short, does he? Look, maybe. But um, then having a technical difficulty that threw it all into the wind completely. Uh, it just took, took the steam out of the engines. Took the steam say. out of the engines. Couldn't do it. It was too too heartbreaking. But um, look, we're back. That's the most important thing. We're back. We're ready to go. We've got all your favourites. Well, what do we got on today, Andy? Well, before uh, before we uh, get into jumping to conclusions, which is the the first one that we have a the domestic story is the uh, is CPAC, and the international story is on Jeffrey Epstein. So, Jeff, big bad Jeff. Big bad Jeff. Wake up, Jeff. Well, too soon. <laughs> not not waking up. And it's funny that you say that because the most coverage it's getting is off memes uh, like that. Yeah. Well, it's getting some. It is getting some traction in the mainstream, but it's uh, everybody is basically saying it sounds suspicious. But none of the mainstream want to say Clinton's. Yeah, I don't think you'd find Anderson Cooper telling you that. Or Don Lemoth. Don Lemoth. Even Trevor Noah and then boys at Comedy Central won't be telling you yeah. what the real deal is. But before we get ahead of ourselves, before we give away the the game, so mm. to say, what what is the first? The first segment We're of jumping every to conclusions. Not only the wives and girlfriends who jump to conclusions without evidence, we will do so as well. And my jumping to conclusions for the week is that uh, Grant Denyer is the most annoying Australian celebrity. Look, I uh, am more than happy to discuss that one. I, I was watching uh, the Chase Australia with Mum the other day, and I go, Mum, I don't think there's a more hittable man in uh, on Australian television than Andrew O'Keefe. And she goes, You know what? You might have a shot, but. Grant Denyer is definitely up there. So I think uh, that's... Well, first of all, our mother's a saint and would never hit anybody. Well, she, that was also uh, mostly me saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was me saying that Grant Denyer is the most hittable. Um, but also, um, anyway, Andy, what's, uh, what, what's your conclusion? Look, mine's a little bit more niche uh, in, the, in the sporting realm, which is that Jared Hayne would have been an immortal if he didn't leave rugby league. Okay. I think we'd probably be in furious agreement... And uh, I think it would bore a large range of the... Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of room for, for argument there, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Jared Hayne at his peak was... Arguably had the greatest season of all time. At least half a season of yeah. all time. Um, yeah. Serious, just beast mode. Serious power. Couldn't finish it off, but... 
Um, under controversial circumstances. Under controversial add. circumstances, but nonetheless. Nonetheless, I think gonna we're going to... Are going to rip on Grant Denyer? Grant Denyer is going to get... Now, I don't like to be negative, but it's pretty funny when you're <laughs> negative on Grant Denyer. Look, if there's if there's someone you, you're going to rip on, <laughs> Grant Denyer is a good candidate. pearly white-toothed... Little small man <laughs> syndrome type of... Get up, watch Family Feud or whatever bloody... Yeah, anyway, we'll talk about him after. Yeah. Let's talk about the domestic story, which is the... Which, which is, is what, Andos? Which is, is your uh, Well, it's CPAC, right? The Conservative Political Action Conference, which has rolled into Sydney this week for the first time. It's usually an American American deal. Um, so what it is, there's... It's basically just there's a bunch of speakers that come, give uh, give speeches on a bunch of issues relating to, to politics, essentially. Conservative. Conservative. Spin. Uh, conservative spin. I would say not uh, not radical views whatsoever. It's not like a Richard Spencer type of event. It's uh, more, I would say, rational views. But that's not what uh, anyone on the left would tell you, especially Christina Keneally, who's been sort of... Uh, the the figurehead of anti CPAC sentiments in Australia, in Australia over the past uh, however many weeks. Um, so Keneally, right, has uh, well, if you want to actually have a look at this, you have have to have a look at Alex Alex Cameron's uh, article on Medium, which is actually quite a link good. in the description. I've got a feeling that it was uh, the article you're referring to got retweeted by a certain controversial CPAC speaker. A certain controversial CPAC. Sp- speaker called Raheem Kassam, who we like here. Um, bad boy of Brexit, the naughty nationalist. Yeah, what a, he's a, such a bad man, isn't he? A, a really horrible man is what... Uh, so much to the point where Keneally wanted to have his visa taken off him, right? So that's just... Before I jump ahead and sort of get out of my structure of the, of the story, because I do tend to ramble on and go on tangents and stuff, the, um, the first speech, which uh, got a little bit of, of clap back, was Nigel Farage's, who's... Uh, been one of the only British politicians who's been pushing for Brexit, right? Pushing hard consistently um, with the Brexit party. And so... I think he made the Brexit party. Yeah, he made the Brexit party. Left um, left one of the... He left the Conservative British party. I forgot what it's called. He left the... Uh, he left uh, UKIP. UKIP, right? And so this isn't really... This is just a funny thing that he said. He um, said... The, confer- the conference kicked off uh, with Farage calling Malcolm Turnbull a snake which I thought was quite funny. Um, he did a little bit of a comparison between Turnbull and Scott Morrison, where he's praised, praised Morrison as someone who the real people of Australia voted for and got behind, whereas Turnbull is a bit of a pansy, was the... Uh... Well, I don't know how much Farage knows about Australian politics, but um, happy to give him a pass on yeah, this one. He's welcome his opinions. I agree. So now onto the real, the real meat, the real flesh of the CPAC, which is Christina Keneally, right? So a bit of back and forth with Raheem Kassam and and the visa office as well. Visa, yeah, the the Department of Deportations or whatever it is. She, you see, you know that uh, those those memes where you have the the guys calling up, uh, whatever, whatever. Christina Keneally, he's just put the Captain Marvel haircut on and decided to go to work. She's the ma- she's the mum at the McDonald's. She's the, the mum at the McDonald's. Someone the please call the manager. Yeah. Um, the manager being someone to deport Raheem Kassan. But, so, she has been just going on some serious slamming left, right and centre over the past past few weeks. Mm. A little bit negative from Christina. She's um, not happy. Not a happy gal. But um, she said that CPAC uh, 
has become a radioactive and framed as providing a fertile ground for the alt-right to become normalised. Uh, a quote saying, it's in this disturbing environment that we have Morrison effectively encouraging further radicalisation by welcoming hate to our shores in the form of CPAC. You don't prevent violence by providing a platform to those who believe gun ownership is a God-given right. And so that's, uh, that's in reference to NRA members Matt Schlapp and Dan Schneider. Who yes. are well, I would refer Miss Keneally to, I think, the first um, podcast uh, that was ever done on Carnage House Productions where we did talk about gun violence. And um, guns are actually uh, used to try and prevent violence overall. At least that's the ideology uh, from the NRA and from the uh, Second Amendment supporters. And I don't think she knows this. A lot of people throw around this term, the alt-right. And look, the alt-right is there. Uh, but they're usually not who the media say they are. And they're also... Um, they usually the media and, and a lot of politicians who talk about the alt right don't really know who the alt right uh, and what they actually believe, and it's a it's a misapplication based on on poor knowledge and it seeks to uh, deplatform. This deplatforming thing makes makes everybody uncomfortable, uh, particularly when you, you when you deplatform main very mainstream people, but even the 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 more extreme people on on the alt right, it's like they should still be allowed to speak in the same way. You know, I think I'm going to be going to a Marxist conference in, in a few weeks and they talk about white supremacy. It's like Marxism killed way, way more people than, than white supremacy ever has and we're having a big Marxist conference in Sydney. I'm very happy. I'm going to go. Um, and I think that should be that should be the same for, for, for the rest for the rest of them. Yeah. But anyway. It's, um, it's ironic in that regard where you talk about sort of words losing meaning because she quotes... Uh, well, she tries to reference CPAC in the same light as Orwell's 1984. Um, but in that same light, she obviously hasn't read much of Orwell because Orwell talks about in his politics in the English language that we use, uh, we say words and then attach meaning to them later in the same way that like we say, we call people fascist, but then we don't actually know what fascist means when we're calling them that. Or we call people Marxist or communist when we don't actually know what we mean by calling them that. So then she's gone on to say that uh, it's un uh, in her reference to uh, Orwell's 1984, it's uncanny how CPAC is exactly what it claims to oppose. They are spending all day yelling about their enemies. This is, exact this is exactly how people under totalitarian regimes behave, which is very ironic because uh, in the same dystopian text she's talking about, um, it's characterised a lot by disallowing freedom of speech and being in control of people's movements and discourse, which is exactly what she wants to do to Raheem Kassam uh, in sending him back, not allowing him a visa. Um, so, what do you what do you think of that of that comment of like trying to use nineteen eighty four? Yeah, well, like if you can um, if you can control the the perimeters of what public discourse is allowed, like of what you're if you can control the boundaries of what you're allowed to talk about, you've kind of already won the game before it starts. Um, and the problem with controlling the perimeters is that the perimeters are almost always wrong and they don't allow for, 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 for helpful speech, right? You try and ban unhelpful speech through hate speech, what you end up doing is often banning helpful speech as well. And actually preserving that helpful speech is really, really important, right? So if you look, the Athenians thought they had the, 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 the boundaries on, on, uh, on speech uh, down pat. Uh, and it was our friend Socrates who was outside the boundaries and 
and, and he got killed. The Catholic Church thought they had a good set of boundaries, and then we had uh, our friends like Charles Darwin, Galileo, um, Copernicus, uh, you know, good friends of ours uh, who, yeah. who did not get very good treatment. I mean, even if you're a Marxist, I mean, he, Mark, got, Karl Marx got kicked out of a whole lot of different countries for, for his uh, ideology and his views because those European countries thought they had the boundaries correct on, on freedom of speech. And regardless of where you stand, there's someone who wants to ban you. And the only way to make sure everyone gets heard is actually to make sure that uh, you protect other people's freedom of speech despite the fact that you agree with them. So there's always that, that famous the American that saying, despite yeah. the fact that you disagree with them. So there's a famous American saying which says, I totally disagree with what they say, but I would die defending their right to say it. And that's the, that's, as far as I can tell, um, hopefully nobody has to die. That would be a good outcome, but that seems like a good approach where even if you disagree with someone, you should usually defend their right to say it. And that's a problem that Christina Keneally makes, as far as I can tell, a strategic error, such that when she says to ban somebody's visa, the opposition to her is actually not just the people who agree with Raheem's speech. They're actually people who, that you get one section of people who like Raheem who are naturally going to oppose Keneally. And then you also get a whole other group of people who are actually much broader who say, well, we don't even know if we like what Raheem says or not, but we, we think you should be allowed to say it. So you get the double force opposing Keneally. So I think Keneally made a tactical error there. Um, and, uh, but then again, she's she's not in an, in an elected position in the Senate. Yeah. Uh, she gets on the party ballot, so it's not like she's going to pay for it the next election. It's uh, so anyway, just party. some observations yeah. to note. Yeah, as Alex would Cameron, Alex Cameron would say, uh, you should protect other people's right to free speech because if we start banning others, then you don't know when they're going to start knocking on your door and start banning yours. So if you have any controversial views, which people can sort of use this uh, yardstick to ban free speech that can sort of be applied and extrapolated to different speech which wasn't like which isn't hateful or is just useful and helpful but people d- disagree with it don't like it call it hateful uh, mm. in air quotes even though it probably isn't mm. um, so Keneally's made a, an error there um, she obviously hasn't been watching her CHP to know why we should be keeping free speech uh, in the realm. Is there any more substance on this story, Doss? There's a little bit more, um, which is that uh, a day after, so on the first day of CPAC, or the uh, support CPAC supporters were chanting "Center back," right? And then Craig Kelly, who's a Liberal MP, um, stepped up with a trophy the size of a small child, called which he called the CPAC Freedom Award, which goes to the individual who has done the most to promote the CPAC conference. Uh, which was awarded to Christina Keneally uh, because it's... And then he asked if Christina was there by any chance. Uh, a little zinger stacker there from Craig Kelly. Craig Kelly delivering his tape, taking the funny pills. Taking the funny <laughs> pills. And also uh, the funny pills of a protester uh, who was arrested for throwing coffee at the attendees of the conference. Just making sure they, they pay attention to the full speech. Yeah, making sure... Because you don't they're... want to be... When there's that much information coming out you don't want to be falling asleep you don't want to be that guy as well you know you, you look around if you're sitting in a big hall and that guy's falling asleep yeah and you you, you know who it is it seems like it was an empathetic coffee throw mm, they've upgraded from the milkshakes well, yeah the milkshakes were um 
the milk they weren't sh- as helpful as a, as a coffee. The milkshakes, they may be a little bit better for you nutritionally, but on the day of the, of the big well, dance... I don't know. I don't know. It'd be hard to say which one's more nutritional, more nutritious. Well, uh, Tell us what you think. Tell us what coffee you think. Coffee or a milkshake? Or maybe she just should have started throwing the eggs. Eggs? Raw eggs? If they did cooked omelette eggs... Maybe some scramble action. If yeah, maybe thought Fraser was going catabolic and needed some gains. That well, egg boy. That, that yeah. If he cooked it beforehand. It could have been a nicer. A nicer gesture. A nicer gesture. Anyway, that's that's the flesh. So of that's the CPAC, CPAC story. story. So I'd say we give um, Christina a beta male of the week nomination. Yep, as we know, the beta male isn't just exclusive to males. It's. Uh, can go out to any any gender, Z, any Z's, institution, any institution, any, any corporation. Anything, I guess. Yeah. Look, if um if trees were doing some bad business, they'd get a, a beta male of the week nomination. Yeah, you know they would. They would. Okay, so our international story this week. Huge one. It's a big one, and uh, it's it's it's. I sound like a broken record. We sound like a broken record on this podcast, I guess. But um. We're sadly reporting another suicide of someone who had information on the Clintons. Uh, and this is a pretty high-profile one. And this one's actually getting some mainstream media coverage, which is pleasing. Mm. Which is pleasing, although the mainstream media coverage hasn't been that good. Um, but it's been, there's been some. So that's, that's a positive development uh, in regards to the, public, the, the publicization of the Clinton body count. So what we find is that there's, there's a boy called Jeffrey. His name's Jeffrey Epstein. He was a very rich... Uh, very rich boy. No one he, knows uh, how he, he got a, rich. He was the head of well, he was the head of a hedge fund. Pitched himself to a bunch of billionaires. Allegedly had a um, his he, he had a he started a company called uh, I think it was Epstein and Co. J Epstein and Co. And um, he he ran it off a small Caribbean island called Little Saint James, uh, an island which he owned. Uh, he also owned the largest private residence in Manhattan, um, and he. Uh, Basically, he he was running an, uh, a pedophile ring for underage, you know, of underage girls for the benefit of himself and a whole lot of other high-profile, high-net-worth individuals, uh, including the likes of uh, Bill Clinton. Are we putting a, a, well, an allegedly? We're putting an alleged. We are putting an allegedly there. Um, it's about as it's about as alleged as uh, as. Uh, as, As it could be, I yeah, guess. I'm not look. Uh, we're not. We look. We don't. We don't we know that Bill was yeah, there. We say we, alleged for defamation reasons, probably. We say it for defamation but reasons. But a wink, but, wink, nudge, nudge. But a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know. You know how we're feeling. Okay. So Jeffrey Epstein. So he's a financier guy. But anyway, he was. Um, he he'd been kind of caught out once in 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 the two thousands. I think it was two thousand and seven. He got yeah. charged. And two, he got charged for, um, I think it was like... Uh, Soliciting underage prostitution. Yeah. No, that's what oh. he got sentenced for. He wasn't actually charged for this. So in May 2006, Epstein is charged with unlawful sex acts with a minor. Uh, and in that year, the case is referred to the FBI. And in 2007, a plea deal is struck with Alex Acosta, the US Attorney General. And instead of facing federal sex trafficking charges, he pleads guilty to two charges of soliciting prostitution, including with a minor. Uh, he served 13 months in prison in a private wing of a county jail. Uh, and he's also allowed to leave for work up to 12 hours a day, six days a week. He does, however, have to register as a sex offender. So it wasn't a, you know, it was by no means a tough stint in prison. It was almost like the, uh, the, the hotel 
uh, the Epstein Hotel. It's also um, it also should be noted that he's there's been a bunch of civil cases uh, with Epstein where he has settled out of yeah. court. Yeah, and so he yeah. settled it with Alex Acosta, right? And Alex Acosta uh, recently had to resign his position like a month ago uh, in the Trump administration um, because of these case developments coming to light. So Epstein got a slap on the wrist for um, sex, child sex trafficking. Um, but because he had, uh, this is what some people are saying, is because he had information on some heavies, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You might Le know who Clinton. some of them are. Uh, Le Clinton. Uh, those uh, in 2007-2008, they, um, they moved a few hands, let's say, to give him a, a light sentence. Pulled a few strings. Um, so anyway, well, what actually happened to this bloke? Okay, well, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday at 6.30am, he was found unresponsive in his cell. He's awaiting his trial, right? Awaiting his trial. Um, He's already got a slap on the wrist. This one is, you know, going to be big time for him. Um, In an apparent suicide, according to the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Now, he was kept in the special housing unit, which is where they keep... uh, This is in the New York City jail, in the special housing unit. And this is a pretty legit prison. That's the same place where they kept El Chapo for a long period of time. Um... And so this, this, this part of the prison is, uh, is no joke. Um, it's also called Manhattan Correctional Center, New York Jail, Manhattan Correctional Center. What do you know? Um, but anyway, so at this place, the Manhattan Correctional Center, um, there are supposed to be two, two jail guards, right, who make separate checks on all prisoners every 30 minutes. Now, those procedures were not, that procedure was not followed for the entire night, even withstanding the fact that those people who are on suicide watch, uh, which Epstein should have been on because he allegedly tried to commit suicide several weeks before, uh, those guards are supposed to check the suicide watch people every 15 minutes, right? So he, the whole night, he's got one of the highest profile prisoners with dirt on all the biggest people and everyone knows it and he's on suicide watch, uh, but they don't check him for the whole night, okay? And so then they wake up um, and not only did they not check him for the whole night, right? And some people are saying it's because they were, the guards were told there's cell maintenance going on, you can't check. But so this is a prison, right, with high-profile people. There's cameras door-to-door in this prison. There is not one spectacle of dust in this prison which doesn't have a camera devoted to it. Yeah. And uh, on the night of Epstein's uh, alleged suicide, there is a camera malfunction um, and a guard malfunction such that nobody knows what happened to him at what time for the entire night. So all, so every single check and balance which is put in place to make sure something like this doesn't happen yeah. seems to seems to not be there so, conveniently. So let's, let's hear what some people have to say. Attorney General Barr said that I was appalled to learn that Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein was found dead early this morning from an apparent suicide while in federal custody. Mr. Epstein's death raises serious questions that must be answered. In addition to the FBI's investigation, I've consulted with the Inspector General who's opening an investigation into the circumstances of Mr. Epstein's death. There are a few other reactions. Donald Trump tweeted, retweeted from like a comedian slash political commentator. I forget his name, I should know. I shouldn't know. It was just, but he made a funny video basically saying it was the Clintons and uh, Clinton body count. Trump retweeted it, which is pretty legit. Yeah. Um, AOC said there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Respect to AOC because that's going to bring down your girl Hillary and the DNC probably. Um, 
And uh, a range of other people, Congressman Al Green said, the suicide of Mr. Epstein is an, an impossibility. When an impossibility occurs involving powerful people and possible criminality, there must be an investigation to end speculation. Because the public has a right to know, I'm calling for a congressional investigation. Now, Clint, hashtag Clinton body count was uh, trending on Twitter today. I'm fairly certain Trump body count was also... Uh, May have been that Trump one was going around. Although that's that's pretty rogue because Trump... People saying Trump's friends with this guy. I think Trump kicked him out of his hotel. Yeah, like because he, st- he started trying to crack on with an underage... Uh, like waitress or something like Epstein tried to crack on and then Trump said get the freak out of my hotel yeah um but Bill Clinton I think has been on his private plane the Lolita Express like 26 times yeah going to his private island where allegedly they have all this uh non all this nonsense going on all this nonsense there's a uh there's a photo of uh Clinton on the jet with a young female with a young uh, female. Yeah. It's not uh, not necessarily surprising. Now, there was... So there's a range of girls who are now... A lot of whom are now adults, but who say they were um, in the underage sex ring and they're coming out naming people who they're, uh, who, who, who they're saying they had sex with. Um, one of them is uh, New Mexico, former New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson, US Senator George Mitchell... Um, there are other people like Prince Andrew, one of the Queen's sons, is involved. Um, there is uh, a Harvard law professor uh, who's also very famous named Alan Dershowitz is, has been accused. Um, and in the... Uh, so Mr. Epstein's Palm Beach mansion, the, uh, they found a few interesting receipts for books in uh, some of the trash cans. Uh, SM101, a realistic introduction... That's the uh, two letters. It's, I don't know what SM means. I think it's sadomasochism. BDSM, it, yeah. SM. Yeah. They have slavecraft, roadmaps for erotic servitude, uh, training with with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners. Um, so he's into a bit of kinky stuff. Now, you don't go to jail for being into kinky stuff, assuming it's consensual yeah. and that people are over 18. But in this case, it seems like both of those uh, were not the case. Yeah, I'm uh, also fairly certain that when they stormed his Manhattan uh, luxury apartment, they found some uh, not very appropriate images of uh, yeah, there's uh, some, of, of girls. In yeah, there. so there's yeah. some child porn uh, circulating the uh, the Epstein facilities, um, and that's uh, that. That's where we find our friend at uh, unresponsive at six thirty a.m. in his cell. Um, there's a lot of people who uh, who would have gotten locked up for a long time. It seems like if he was alive another week or two. Um, and I remember I've been talking to my friends about this for a few months. Uh, Alex, you know, wrote an article, and it's like, man, I hope he's alive for the damn hearing. Yeah. And uh, and you know, it's real convenient that when all these people are about to get busted. Or at least have some light shone on some yeah. Uh, speculation. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these accusers, these girls, get suicided in the next uh, in the next several months or year or, or two. at least uh, somehow get silenced in uh, uh, either yeah, a threatening way. Because it's way. definitely a warning, right? This is a warning to all the people trying to prosecute these big guys. Um, and uh, I wish strength to the people who who are doing that doing that good work. Uh, the only other thing I would say is um, 
Uh, look, we wish we wish he was still alive because that would have given you know there's going to be investigations and Trump's going to try and uh, investigate it. AG Barr's going to try and investigate it. But at the end of the day, we we basically kind of needed this guy uh, alive. Hope somebody hope somebody gets um, you know hope we find out some some real hard evidence on it. But it's going to be difficult because they're dealing with very powerful people. Yeah, he's um I think someone who might be key to this case is his. Madame, Jepstein's Madame, and what that and who that is oh, that's is chick, yeah. the chick who solicits the underage girls for the for the pleasure of Epstein and his associates. Uh, I think her name is Giseline Maxwell, and yes, so Giseline something. Um, and so, yeah, here. so she's I think someone who might get suicided. In yeah, the, there's a good chance she'll get suicided, but if. If the uh, if the angels in America have any wits about them, they're going to be keeping her under under about as close a watch as you can keep someone. Look, I would I would go into witness protection so fast, but the problem well, is they need right? to, the, the problem is you go into the, the jails and you get suicided. Yeah. She needs to be in uh, she needs to be in Donald Trump's Secret Service protection. Yeah, because yeah, we all know uh, that the U.S. government doesn't have a particularly good past when it comes to. Uh, like keeping things undercover, doing some yeah. shady business, but this is a new level. Yeah, it's Gis- um, yeah, Gislaine Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, look, not much else to say about that. It's yeah. um, look, you can you can. He's one of the people who look. We, he hadn't been. Well, he got convicted, I guess, in two thousand eight. If there was someone who was gonna who almost kind of deserved to get suicided. It was, you know, it might have been Epstein, but at the same time, he was the key to the bigger dogs who really deserve to get suicided even more. Yeah, look, it's just, um, if, if Epstein was to get suicided, we probably would have hoped it would have been about a decade ago or or a decade. Or a few weeks after his uh, uh, testimony. Yeah, because... It seems like, even though the Clintons aren't very good at hiding things... Um, yeah, they're not very smart. Not very smart. If, if this goes unprosecuted, at least without a trial Well, the thing is with this one is that he was on a criminal prosecution and no one else had been indicted, right? Even though yeah. some people had been named and stuff, blah, blah, blah. So this means that the whole case, which was against Epstein and involved a whole lot of other people, actually gets dropped... Yeah. Because no one else had been indicted. And that's a legal thing that I'm not too familiar with, but I read it, so I'm going to report it. Yeah, yeah, because it's hard, it's hard to convict someone when they're not actually around. Yeah, but it means, but I think due to the nature of the prosecution, it means that the other people who implement, who were imp, who implicated in the case are no longer implicated because of the, because because of the type it, of prosecution. Yeah. Um, anyway... Is, do you think there's any anything more to add to, to Epstein? Look, I don't think look, so. I don't mind if you're a billionaire and you have your private sex islands. You know, to some people that might even sound like a like a sounds pretty, fun thing to do. With sounds, your, uh, look, we idolise that with Dan Bilzerian pretty much. But um, the thing is, the basic, the, as far as I can tell, the two requirements are one over eighteen and two consensual. Yeah, and uh, not prostitution. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's that's where we're going to leave that one. Yeah. Um, now, we like to tie up some loose ends. Oh, we have Bad Mail. We have Bad Mail of the week. So, week. so Jeffrey, well, look, I'm not going to nominate Jeffrey. I feel like he doesn't he doesn't get to have he's he doesn't deserve a nomination this week. I think we've got um, 
We've got who's one from we the start? Kene- we have Keneally. We have Keneally, we and also- we have uh, we have. Uh, how about we have uh, Manhattan Correction? Manhattan, the, the guards, who, the who, guards, the security, the whoever runs the security. Also, um, perhaps, perhaps, well, this is one we might have to discuss a little bit. Is the Donald um, calling for the death sentence for people who do hate crimes? Um, that's something that might divide us. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about uh, Donald's definition of hate, hate crimes. Um, yes, well, I think. Uh, Donald probably thinks it means mass shootings. Yeah, um, which which I wouldn't necessarily be against. Um, yeah, look, it's an interesting question, and I think it's um, it's a piece of news for another day. I think yeah. the um, I think the shootings were one that um, had kind of been covered, and uh, we can do the shootings if if we want. I don't really like covering the shootings. Yeah, we might we might if we might do it if we would do it. We'd do it in a separate video. I think. Yeah, um, we do a separate video. But um, anyway, I think uh, Bad Mail of the Week, who do you... I think it has to go to the Queen of CPAC. Uh, Christina. Alex Costa might get a mention as well. Alex Costa might get deal. a mention for being, but, um, a, for being buffoon. a bit of a buffoon. He did say, though, that he got told by higher-ups that, untu- that Epstein was sort of untouchable, which adds a little bit more mystery to the case. Yeah, um, well, Alex reckons the reason he got a plea deal was because he had dirt on the other... Yeah, but I think Keneally might take this one. Okay, we can give it to Keneally because we can prove it. I think that's, yeah. I think that's <laughs> the bottom line. Yeah, so no more defamation on the. No more defamation. We're a comedy channel. We're not. Uh, we're not a news channel. No, no channel. Can't yeah. defame us. Suck eggs. Um, okay, so we don't leave loose ends. On no loose show. ends. So we're returning back to Grant Denyer. We're going to yeah. ask. Well, what, yeah, we're going to talk about Grant Denyer's uh, contribution to the to the Australian culture, which which. There's been a lot of smoke and mirrors, I feel like. Now, I don't see that much of Grant Denyer, but when I do, I, I feel a slight negative emotional reaction because I've seen him just a few times on TV and his pearly whites come out and it's just so clear. He, I just Look, he might... He, look, the truth is, he might be the loveliest guy yeah. in the world. Yeah. We don't know it. There's a lot of speculation that go, does go on on this show. Yeah. Um, but I would say that... Uh, I don't feel I feel like he doesn't mean any any of the things he says on the show being in show business myself I can I can uh, being in the industry I can sympathize with uh, that him that you want to create something digestible for the public but at the same time you want to be yourself I don't yeah. really feel like he's himself and I feel like the character that he puts on is so abrasive so yeah. abrasive it's so fake so it's fake. just fake news if, if it was personified, Fake news personified is uh, yeah. Grant Denyer, I'd say. I think possibly the, the look the Logies is uh, <laughs> an Australian uh, award show for people in TV and movies, right? Look, for it was international a, audience. For inter- international audience, the Logies <laughs> has been losing clout for an exceptional well, I time. I haven't heard the word Logies for at least yeah. a year. Look, so the gold Logie is supposed to go for the best TV presenter in Australia. The fact that Grant Denyer won it in two thousand eighteen. Makes me want uh, to completely cancel Australian TV yeah. as a whole, considering we're in uh, hashtag cancel culture at the moment. Yeah. Um, Grant Denyer winning a gold Logie, maybe Grant Denyer the character <laughs> would get a nomination, but Grant Denyer as a person <laughs> would not. He's a yeah. be- he might be the best fictional I see him character. On the logo. I see him on a billboard driving to university, and I just 
speed up and the speed up and the ads for the ra- for his radio show i'm not sure yeah what. that's the one that's the one yeah the, and the, t- the tv ads for that is the worst what who would you give the gold logie to if you who would who would get it maybe james bracy does he can you nominate sports people uh, yeah you can i'm not sure if he's um big enough yet definitely not andrew o'keefe <laughs> definitely not andrew o'keefe maybe uh maybe koshy <laughs> the kosh meister the kosh meister um, no, I'm not sure how I feel about Sunrise, but um, is there any shows we like? Do we watch any Australian TV shows? I, I, I definitely not Scott Cam off the block. <laughs> not Scotty Cam, <laughs> he's, he's so annoying. And I don't think you can give it to the MasterChef guys either these days. Um, and definitely not Osher either from the badge. Bloody I think some people like Osher, but I don't like him. I really dislike Osher. I, I think a, a bunch. Of, <laughs> I've had a, a bunch of chicks I've had conversations with uh, on The Bachelor wished Osher would go on the show. Why? He's Why? not funny. He's not a good bloke. And he's not good looking he's enough to play the part. Um, who, who, do we like any Australian TV presenters? Any look, sports look, ones? I think, um, I think we'd have to give any it to... Any commentators? Oh, Voss. Uh, Vo- can we give it to look, Voss? Vossie, this is, would be my jumping to conclusions uh, of the ages. It's... Voss is the best sports commentator in the world, and there's good daylight for second. Well, you would have had you would have had competition a few years ago from Richie Benno. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Richie. Absolute okay. legend. Um, look, I think since Russell Coit is a, a documentary on Australian <laughs> bush culture, I think Russell Coit would definitely be. Uh, Russell Coit in, in the same fashion that Grant Denyer is a fictional character, we should be giving it to uh, Russell Coit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the mission we can think about: is find Australian TV show hosts who we uh, who we actually like. Look, you know what? In ten years' time, we might get nominated, or one of us might Could get nominated us. for the gold. Assuming Logie. we're not suicided by Assuming that time. Assuming we're not suicided, and you know what? I think if I was nominated for the gold, Logie, I would decline it. <laughs> I think it's gotten. <laughs> you don't to that. need that negative clout. It's gotten to that point. It's just like the Arias. Who cares? Who yeah, honestly? Cares. Australian culture. Yeah, I'm with Curse on that one. Yeah, King Curse. Stick it to the Arias. Yeah, expletive the Arias. All right, are we going to wrap this up? I think it's been... I got a Labrador cross Huskies walking over, listening to my my rapper. Young Bell, star of the show. All right, we're going to say goodbye. Thanks for being with us. Monday Monday mornings is uh, now the new time. We're going to release it, I think, on Sunday nights, ready for Monday morning. So let us know. Also, if you really like us, you can follow us on, uh, subscribe on YouTube. That's where you get our interviews and video content. Yeah. Facebook for some uh, for some news. And Instagram for developments. Inst- there are developments Inst- coming Instagram along. Instagram for developments and Patreon for monetary support yeah. if you feel so inclined. I'd say uh, if I was a, an avid fan of CHP, I'd put 30 bucks away for a uh, clean bit of merch, which might be coming out. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> What a what a uh, what a bombshell to end the show. What a cliffhanger. Alrighty, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully if we're not suicided, we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>